Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Danielle Day, and I am the lead trainer of Open Up Yoga Teacher Training. Today, I wanted to talk to you about body image. Yeah, yoga and body image. It's a big topic, but I'm just going to take a little half an hour here to just tell my story. Yoga teacher training is basically just organized storytelling. And one thing that I'm always eager to make room for in our journey, our discussions, is the discussion of your physical form and keeping in perspective the choices we have towards self-acceptance and self-improvement. We live in a culture that celebrates changing the body, setting goals, being at your best, and definitely checking our nutrition and our fitness and our results and tracking to our goals. You know, these are these are healthy and productive things until they're not. We have a big opportunity as yoga teachers to showcase what I like to call radical self-acceptance and love. As yoga teachers, we have a wonderful opportunity to model for our students radical self-acceptance and love. As opposed to indicting our physical forms and talking about parts of our bodies that we wish were different. I myself have struggled through my life with dysmorphia and have even done such intense things as um, practice an eating disorder at one point for about four or five years. Um, I've had different surgeries to try to make my body look the way that I think it's supposed to look. And I've always had it on my list of things to do to lose weight. And there have been periods of my time on earth in this physical form where I was pretty harmful to it just so it could look a certain way. And I don't know if you have had this experience, but I've been at my goal and always felt really kind of anxious and scared instead of that elated celebrating feeling that we imagine that we will feel when we get to our goal weight, you know, that somehow jumping on the scale and seeing the right number would make us happy. Um, I've been at that right number probably 37, 40 times in my life. And instead of feeling, okay, good, I feel happy now, I always felt scared, like, oh, crap, it's going to come back. Oh, crap, what do I do to keep the weight off? And it's been a pretty awful, awful um, experience. As a yoga teacher, we have an opportunity to love ourselves as we are in today's body. I love to use lingo like that when I'm working with students about, well, in the body that brought you to class today. I like to use words like your earth suit. You know, I like to use words like shift your body's weight to your right leg, you know, versus body weight. Think about the difference there, body's weight versus body weight. Your your body's weight, body weight. There's just so much we can do to help people heal. Yeah, ask anybody who has ever thought about losing weight or about performance in terms of sports, you know, how they feel, how they feel about their body. 
and you might hear some surprising things, folks that you look at and you're thinking, oh, they probably feel very confident or, oh, they have it all. They probably celebrate this all the time. You know, you dig a little deeper and you realize all people are suffering. All people are nervous about how they look. All people want to improve. And at the end of the day, I guess what I have to share in terms of being a yoga teacher trainer and what I have to share is being somebody who has practiced enhancing my body dysmorphia <laughs> is that if we can celebrate each day how strong we are, if we can celebrate each day how loved we are, if we can celebrate each day how functional our bodies are, we really work from a place of gratitude. I love the idea in the Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh's quote where he says, to love is first to accept yourself as you actually are. To dream of the you that you wish to become is to waste the you that you are now. And if you look at pictures of yourself where you were at your goal or even better, if you look at pictures of yourself when you thought you had weight to lose, what do you notice? Invariably, we look at pictures where we're like, God, I can't believe I thought I needed to lose weight. I'm looking at this picture today and I'm like, I should have been so grateful. I should have been so happy. I missed out on enjoying my physical form in that iteration. All your body does is change. All your body does is change. And I was a coach for years. I definitely was a personal trainer helping people to change their body composition. And I definitely practiced a little of what we're calling now orthorexia. The word orthorexia is about eating the perfect things. You know, anorexia is about not eating. Ortho, O-R-T-H-O, rexia, it comes from the Greek word about, you know, the perfect diet. And for us to be thinking constantly about what the right thing is to eat and, and the perfect thing is to eat is to miss out on a lot of different opportunities for social engagements, relaxation, eating for pleasure. And I feel really sad to think about anybody who's in a healthy body, who has great stamina, physical abilities, agility, balance, coordination, all the things that we work for on the mat, but not be enjoying their health, you know, constantly thinking they need to change it, constantly thinking they need to change the way that they look, constantly thinking they need to change their physical appearance. It, it's like missing your life. It, it's like missing out on it. You know, we all are aging. And as a person who's fifth, going on 51 years old, something really important resonates with me. And that is, you don't get to keep your physical form and you sure don't get to keep your, your, even your asana practice. You know, you have to say goodbye over time to all of these things. And the thing you do get to keep is the thing that you started with. And that is your breathing. That's your, your breath. This is your true connection to your soul, to who you really are. And when we do meditation and pranayama practices, we get to spend some time in that space, who we really are. 
that's the thing that I get so excited about with this journey is, is yeah, we start with the physical form. That's how we come to the practice. You know, the yoga butt and toning up are a lot of the reasons why we, we get on the mat in the first place. And that's great. Whatever gets you in the front door. And we, over time, begin to understand that our mental mind, our mental fluctuations is a beast that can be tamed with asana. And we love that. We can really see how our mental fluctuations can be eased and definitely tamed while we are practicing. That's why we love yoga too, right? But that whole physical and mental side of things is all touched by time and space. It, we don't get to keep it. It's conditional. It's of the moment at hand. What's timeless and essential and eternal is who you really are. You know, your breathing, your yourself, your your soul. And there's a difference there. And in yoga, we take the body, we make the postures, and we can get out of our minds and into our bodies. And that's fabulous. But when we get a chance to take seated meditation, and we get a chance to have a relationship with our breathing, and when we start to slow down our world, and we start to take all of the conditions, you know, out of physical practice, and we start to practice self-acceptance about things as they are instead of things as we think they should be, well, then we've really got something. As goal-oriented people who like to achieve and set goals and practice moving towards our best, we are suffering just in and of itself when you are saying, well, here's where I am and here's where I want to be. You're suffering. You're dissatisfied. And by setting goals and practicing restrictions and deprivations and extreme cases of self-punishment, we're kind of pushing peace and happiness and joy farther away from us. You know, I was a personal trainer for years and years. I, I understand. I mean, I was one of those voices that were telling you that your life is a choice and your behaviors will show up in terms of what your physical form is going to look like and how you're going to feel and the quality of your life is dependent upon things like your body composition, things like your blood pressure, things like your resting blood glucose levels, things like, you know, your body mass index, things like all of these metrics that sports medicine and exercise physiology address and can measure and, you know, we can achieve and you're either moving forward or you're moving backward, you know, and this whole mentality of self-improvement, self-improvement, it's, it's tyranny. It's, it's a really sad thing to be enslaved by. But the day in which you say, you know what, I'm going to call it good. I'm not going to worry about when I get there. I'm just going to be here now. The day you wake up and go, you know what, look at this. I'm healthy. I don't have cancer. I feel good. I'm going to class. I feel amazing in my postures. I feel amazing in my body. I feel happy. People love me. That's enough. You know, that whole mantra, I am enough. It's a really healing place. It's fun to think that you could possibly live how you would like to without shame of what you're eating, of what you're drinking, of what you're doing, and that you would be okay. Ask yourself, what's the worst thing that would happen if you just weighed what you weigh today? What's the worst thing that would happen? 
ask yourself, if you called it good and you were like, okay, I'm just going to take good care of myself and I'm going to enjoy practicing asana and practicing meditation and getting reasonable amounts of cardio and strength training to keep my body healthy. What if I just celebrated these actions, these behaviors for the sake of feeling great instead of looking a certain way? What, what would change? Does it feel scary to allow yourself to have the kinds of foods that you actually want? What would the worst thing, what would be the worst thing that would happen if you enjoyed what you were eating all the time? If you enjoy how you feel, if you enjoy how you live, maybe we make choices that maintain those good feelings and that when we eat for pleasure or we make choices where we know that we'll have in a physiological consequence on the mat the next day and you know, you're like, well, if I ate that, I will feel yucky in my practice. Maybe that's a healthier mindset for a lot of us instead of, well, if I eat this, I won't look the way I want. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just, I have this t-shirt that someone made for me and it says, I used to be skinny, but now I am just sexy. And I really love that. I remember um, seeing that exact message on a person a long time ago during the days when I was practicing my eating disorder. And um, I remember she she was she wasn't curvy at all. She just looked healthy and she looked happy. And I was like, I love your shirt. It says, I used to be skinny, but now I'm just sexy. She goes, Oh yeah. She goes, I used to have an eating disorder. And the day I gave myself permission to just live my life and not worry about how I look, it was the day that I started to live. And, and it really inspired me. I didn't take action on that mindset until I fell in love with my husband and we decided we were going to take good care of each other, but we weren't going to practice deprivations and extreme measures and orthorexia. We were going to decide to have fun and enjoy it. A lot of my choice to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, because I want to, has a lot to do with the fact that I lost my mother to cancer in 2012. You know, she was in her 60s when she died, and her mother was in her 60s when she died, and her sister and their mother died well before they were 60 years old. And so here I am at 51. I have a mindset of, you know what? I love what I'm eating. I love what I'm drinking. I love that I can have the things I want to have. And I make choices based on what I want instead of what I think I should have. And yeah, my body is different, but I'm 51. I'm probably not going to make it to 71. You know, I might not even make it past mid 60s. So I start to crunch the numbers about when my mom got sick and when she died. And I'm thinking, I maybe have like eight to 10 years left. And I make a big decision every day about that, that at the end of the day, at the end of me, at the end of this, I, I hope that I had as much fun as I could. And the place I am in my practice is the best I've ever felt. The place I am in my practice is because of my meditation, way more than about my asana. I love being a yoga teacher trainer. I love being a yoga teacher. And I really appreciate you taking some time to listen to the words I'm saying because one of my major motivations to serve is to help you understand that you are okay just as you are. 
Please think of your yoga as a way to celebrate how strong you are, how happy you are, how blessed you are, how loved you are. Please never think of your practice as a way to be in some sort of festival of atonement. You know, this isn't some sort of thing you're doing to yourself because you did something bad, you ate something bad, you were living badly. Think of this as a way to celebrate the gift of being alive, the gift of your health keeping you alive. And every single day when you wake up, instead of getting on the scale and fretting about the number, just like when we log on to our bank account and we fret about the number, you know, those two things shouldn't be the same. You should wake up and say, thank you for the gift of health that's keeping me alive. I, I study the secret and Rhonda Byrne and her work has really helped me to love the way I look. And here's some more information if this is helpful for you. When I practice Hatha yoga and it's in the really hot room, I wear the tiny shorts and I wear the tiny top. And every day I look in the mirror square on at my physical form and I keep it in perspective that it's not who I am. It's just what I look like, that we're three people. My teacher has taught me through the years, you're three people. You are your physical form. You are your mental fluctuations. And then there's the real you. Your physical form is what you, what we think you are, you know, who we think you are. Your mental fluctuations, your thinking mind, that's who you think you are. But deep inside your breath, you know, your soul, you know, that's who you really are. And when you spend time slowing down your world and becoming clear and raising your vibration into gratitude instead of shame, when you live your life in celebration instead of deprivation, you really are alive. Your physical form isn't a punishment. It's not a prison. It wasn't assigned to you to, to hate on it, to beat it up, to make it different. Your physical form was given to you because you're a vehicle of light. And who you really are is transported through with this vehicle. Please don't worry about what other people think about it. Worry about are you taking good care of it for the sake of feeling good, not quote unquote looking good, okay? There's nobody in the world who feels 100% like they're perfect. Every supermodel, every super athlete, everybody you know, they too worry. Why don't we all just stop worrying about what we look like and worry about how we're treating each other, how we're treating the earth, and how we're speaking about ourselves to ourselves. So the last thing I just want to say is as a yoga teacher, it's our job to help people feel good in the body that brought them to class today. It's our job to model radical self-acceptance and love. It's our opportunity to rail against the tyranny of self-improvement and really encourage self-acceptance, radical self-acceptance and joy. Of course, this doesn't mean take the wheels off the bus and do crazy things that are going to harm you. You know, we know we feel yucky if we consume entire huge quantities of foods that trigger joint pain and inflammation or jack up our blood sugar and then crash it or are so heavy that we can't practice yoga. I'm not saying hurt yourself. Do you really think you're going to hurt yourself? Do you think if you gave yourself permission to enjoy your life, 
Would you really pound down an entire bottle of wine, an entire pizza every single day? Would you? You might give yourself permission to enjoy eating it slowly and tasting it and enjoying it without shame and understanding that portion control is what you make it, but let it be about just because you want to practice yoga tomorrow and feel good. You know, enjoy what you want to have, but then keep your portions and your mindfulness in the present moment so you can actually taste it and actually enjoy it and share it with someone you love and then go to class in the morning, the afternoon or the evening, whatever your practice is, and feel good in the body that you're in. Nutrition is nothing but an experiment. You know the foods that will make you feel yucky the next day. And since you're dedicated and committed to your path, since you're going to be going to class the next day, you'll make a choice that supports what you want to achieve in terms of feeling good. Please, please notice if you are ever making choices based on just trying to behave yourself. You know, there's no such thing as being bad or eating bad food unless you stole some somebody's lunch money <laughs> or you, you took somebody else's yogurt out of the fridge at work. Like that's practicing bad nutrition. If you took it from somebody, if you, if you never pick up the check at happy hour, yeah, that's bad nutrition because then you're just being bad. But listening to, to these two ideas, I love this. Uh, a teacher in training told me this last year. She said, well, I always ask myself, what does my body need? What does my soul desire? And I was like, ooh, that's so good. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, what does my body need? You know, what are the top three things you think of already? Right? Yeah, vegetables, right? Yep. Pure and, you know, just lovely clean water. Uh-huh. And some nice high-quality protein, right? Yeah. And if you thought organic wild blueberries and wild-caught Alaskan salmon and, you know, flax oil, good job. <laughs> but ask yourself, you know, where are you, where are you practicing happiness? Where are you practicing joy? Where are you practicing balance? You know, it's good to know if things like dairy or gluten, right, or lectins, the category that gluten is a member of, if those things hurt you, well, then yeah, you probably want to skew things primarily toward the vegetable and toward the high quality protein end of things. But we should never say never. We should never say never. I, I have friends who go out to quote unquote eat with people and they don't order food. That's really sad to me. I have friends who only eat at home because they want to have 100% control over what they're eating. I feel sad about that. I have friends who don't take vacations because they're very nervous about what their food choices would be. I have friends who say they can't do yoga teacher training because they could never be in a building for 10 hours without 100% control over what they eat and when. I'm sad about that. So I don't know. I appreciate you listening. The ideas that I'm just presenting today have just everything to do with asking yourself, what's the worst thing that would happen if you just said, you know what, I'm healthy I'm happy. I feel good. I'm loved. I'm strong. Isn't that enough? This is the thing that I have decided I'm going to stand for for the last and remaining years of my life. I appreciate you listening. Think about starting every day and being grateful for the gift of health keeping you alive. Think about starting every day, thinking about how you want to feel, not how you want to look. 
and then go to bed every night grateful for the things that you got to do and enjoy because of how healthy and how strong, how blessed and how loved you are. I hope that you take practice in the way that it's it's designed to be, which is to celebrate your strength, to celebrate your wellness, to celebrate the gift of health. Please, the next time that you put your mat down and you get into your postures and you're listening to your breathing, feel what it feels like to reside inside your body. Notice and be curious about how everything is feeling head to toe. And if you have any sensations of places where you're healing, if you have any physical sensations of places that feel a little limited, you know, honor that, care for it. And instead of becoming frustrated with yourself or feel like you're backsliding, or you're not making progress, you know, stop for a moment and celebrate that when you are healed, when you do feel better, you're going to appreciate it more. It's funny how whenever we're sick, we self-identify as sick, but it's not like we run around dancing on the other days saying, I feel amazing today. Nothing's hurt. I'm not sneezing. I'm not coughing. I, I, I feel amazing. I feel wonderful. You know, ask yourself in the beginning and the end of every day, did you stop for a moment and think, wow, I feel good. I feel good. I'm alive. I got to have another day on the earth to love the people I love and do what I love and, and help other people. So as a yoga teacher, please, please, please thank yourself for holding space for other people to enjoy their physical form and enjoy what they are having happen on the mat. But please always help folks remember that the part you really get to keep is your breathing the part of you that was always this and will always be will never go away. My teacher says, asana will never make you happy. Asana will ultimately let you down, but meditation never will. Asana doesn't make us happy. Meditating, slowing down our world, taking time to notice how fine everything is. Yeah, that's, that's what makes us happy. So the next time you receive messaging, either from watching TV and the stupid Sonobello commercials are on, or you're watching TV and uh, Sean T <laughs> is giving you uh, some information about changing your body composition, God bless him. Anytime you're watching TV and there's something trying to sell you something to feel adequate, maybe turn away from it, go outside, walk your dog or just be in nature and breathe and thank 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 the universe for making you you as you are nothing different thank you for listening i hope that you feel happy namaste